podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. If you have no interest in the sim racing that many series have been putting on during lockdown, then you probably spent the weekend trying to work out what the hell was happening on Twitter. There were just a few controversial moments in the IndyCar iRacing Challenge event at Indianapolis and some pretty strong reactions ranging from completely livid to it's just a game. I know I only annoyed your ears with a podcast on Saturday, but as fate would have it, I was already due to talk to Lando Norris today, so we thought we'd do a little version of the podcast that's not a podcast podcast, and even get McLaren Racing's Senior Communications Manager Charlotte Sefton involved at one point too, because, well, why the hell not? Lando, thanks for joining us. You've been in the middle of a bit of a cross-Atlantic storm this weekend. I bet you weren't expecting that to blow up from sim racing. <laughs> um, not at all, no. Um, I mean, one, it's good for sim racing, because it's kind of... Put it out in the in the news a lot more, but um, on the other hand, it's uh, it's made it look pretty bad in some ways. So, um, no, I mean my whole experience of doing indie was was very fun. I enjoyed the the whole experience of it, um, getting to race against a lot of these drivers. Um, some not so much, but yeah, I think the whole experience of it was uh, was very fun. So, um, it gave me a good indication of what it would be like in some ways to to go and do it for real. Right, let's talk Saturday. Um, oh. It blew up over here. I mean, what, what happened from your perspective? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean from my perspective? I think it's obvious enough from every video. Um, but did you know it's coming? Because people can watch yes, streams. That you- I did. I, yeah. I knew it was coming. Um, I don't know why, because I did absolutely nothing wrong. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was such an... So I guess this is the, the short way of saying it. I had such an easy run out of turn one into turn two um, with Askew very close behind and in a position where he, if I did lift, he would have got a very nice run down the back straight uh, on me and most likely would have passed me and probably would have then won. Um, so I was in a position where I thought yeah, I need to try and hold my position. Um, and it wasn't like I had to avoid someone. I mean, Rahul put, pushed me pretty close next to the pit wall down the, down the start finish straight. Um, and I backed out of that. I didn't stay alongside. I backed out of that. So I didn't take that risk straight away. Um, but I, I had such an easy run around turn one as they both kind of pushed wide that uh, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just go to the inside. Um, you know, and I was completely alongside and a bit ahead of Ray Hall into two, you know, Ray Hall into turn two. So everything from my side was fine. And, you know, I didn't push wide into them. I gave them plenty of space. Um, it was, it was such an obvious decision. It was, there was zero risk in what I did. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I guess I hate to say it, but the big talking point from my side is, uh, it was a net code. And that's every sim driver's excuse. But the reason Ray Hall went right was not to avoid me. It was because I'm in England and he's in America and the connection isn't always bang on, especially with my Wi-Fi. So um, mm-hmm. I went through it and, you know, he was a meter away from me. There's plenty of space. And my, from his side or my side, the computers thought that we've touched a little bit. And that's just bumped him a bit wide, which is, obviously put Pagano into the wall. Um, what I don't understand is how Pagano thought it was my fault straight away for some reason. Yeah. Um, 
you see on his stream, he just blames me straight away, which I don't know, obviously gives him, uh, gives everyone a very clear idea of I'm the guy that he just wants to blame for, for no apparent reason. Um, I don't know what, what, what he, what, yeah, what I got against him or he's got against me. I don't know, but, um, he blamed me straight away. So I didn't know that. And I was carrying on with my race and, and everything was going well. And the, the decision I made, I back 100% and I would make it again, no matter what. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was in a good position. I was holding onto, onto my, my lead. Then, then a couple of uh, lap later, we're, we're two laps to go now. Um, I see Pagano on my Delta, like eight seconds ahead. I'm like, it's a bit weird. Two laps to go. He's in the wall. You know, why? Maybe he just wants to finish the race. But this was all going through my head while like trying to defend to ask you behind me and holding <laughs> on to my position. Um, and I could see it like the delta coming down. It's like six seconds ahead now after the back straight. Five seconds. Next lap, four seconds. Like this is, I feel something's like not right. So I say to my spotter, I kind of feel like I'm going to get screwed over by, by Pagano here. Um, so I, I had already in my mind that he was going to do something. Um, and, uh, we came around the second to last corner, uh, and I was, he was getting closer and closer. So I knew he was going to do something and I come around the last one and he kind of is off the racing line a bit. He's a bit wide. Um, so I think he's going to go to the right. So I hold it down low and stay tight. Um, then he kind of jinx left, jinx right, jinx left a very little bit, um, and uh, and then he just lets off the the thole and he and he starts to break, um, and uh, I'm going what 350 kilometers an hour, <laughs> he's going like 250. Um, there's very little time or chance for me to react and change my direction. If I went right, uh, I would have been in the wall. Uh, if I went left, I couldn't do because you know I'm going 360. You can't just turn left and the car magically goes left. Um, and uh, even if I braked, the closing rate of where I was coming at him was was way too great. So I, I couldn't really have, have avoided it in any way apart from lifting way before the corner and waiting for him to maybe do something dirty. Um, and uh, and that was that. That was me out of the race. That was me game over. And um, yeah, that was the end of our of our very strong indie race. Um, and uh, yeah. The rest is going down in history on Twitter. So, yeah. I was going to say, are you surprised by the reaction? Um, <laughs> uh, is that a no? <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I'm surprised about how big it's become and how many people have commented on it. Um, I guess, you know, it was on TV in, in America. Uh, There's a lot of people streaming it. Um, it was a big race. And uh, yeah, for someone to just to make that kind of decision and, and to blame me for the crash before he even knows who caused anything, um, already kind of starts to tell you something. So I tried speaking to him after, like you said. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have the most confident in, confidence in, in what he said personally. But um, I just wanted to speak to him about it because, yeah, I just felt like he would not have come to me about it and I just wanted to clear it up and ask why he did what he did um and then yeah you can all go and hear it on on Twitter on his stream or something so um yeah he said he was coming to the pits but 
I think uh, 99.9% .9 of the Twitter followers and everyone watching my stream and everyone around motorsports can say that um, he wasn't. So, yeah, I don't really need to say too much. I think it's very clear from, um, from the outside what his intentions were. Yeah, it was amazing how much coverage it has got. I know I'm asking you about it now. But um, before that, obviously, you'd won at Cota. You were running so strongly yeah. in that race. I mean, how did you enjoy that IndyCar experience? Did, did this event taint it for you or did you enjoy it? Um, no, I was, I was, I really enjoyed it, especially obviously doing Cota and winning Cota was really nice and it was, it was cool and, um, it was very competitive and so on. But then Indy was just a different story because it's an oval and you're trying to perfect, you know, turning in and not scrubbing the car and not losing thousands of a second. Um, when I was what, nine thousands off, off of what pole position was and nine thousands is like, <laughs> going flat out turning um it's nothing so that's kind of a cool part of it is trying to find nine thousands in your driving um trying to perfect how much track you use on the entry how you turn into the corner how you scrub and so on and um and it's just very different to what i'm used to you know it's not like yeah you break early you need a break later it's, this is all flat out and it's a much different way of driving um and uh yeah, therefore I also really enjoyed it because it was so different compared to what I'm used to. Um, and I'm getting to race a lot of different drivers. Uh, I had Jav uh, in the background doing a lot of the strategy and um, engineering. Then I had a spotter, which was really cool, which I had in Daytona 24 hour, but an oval spotter talks a lot more than a, a road course spotter does. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really nice. Cause you know, he was, a, he was a proper spotter, I think for Andretti. Um, his name was Matt and uh, yeah, it was really cool to kind of experience something like that and give it a bit more of a feeling of what it's like then on the extra racetrack if you were to go and do Indy. Um, yeah, and it was, uh, it was a cool experience, something very new. So um, even though it ended the way I did, I was still happy that I, I did it and I think everyone was happy that they took part in it. Um, just that the end result was, was not what we we're hoping for. So. Yeah. I spoke to Zach actually on the podcast at the weekend and yeah. it was before the Indy race, but after Kota. And I said, had he got his driver lineups in the wrong teams at McLaren? Um, but <laughs> do you think this has made you more likely to go and have a go at IndyCar really? Or has it not changed that at all? No, I mean, I would love to do it. And I've, I've, I'm always up for trying something new um, and trying something different. And I have been since, since I started, I've done, you know, a different route to a lot of people. I've done a lot of different categories, you know, starting with Ginetta, I guess, was the first kind of different path that I took to the majority. Um, and doing Formula 3 and Formula Renault and Formula 4 and European Formula 4. And I've done a lot of different cars. And then Mabber as well, getting to drive GT3, um, DTM. Um, I just find it really cool being able to experience different cars, um, especially when they got a roof on them. So um yeah I, I love it and so i would love to go and do the daytona 24 hour again after doing that um and just try and do a bit better and not finish 85 laps down or something um and uh, yeah i would love to but uh obviously i have priorities and things that i have to focus on and uh, and things that i would think about in in future years um and now obviously all of my focus is on on f1 um but at the same time, if I get an opportunity to go and race an IndyCar or do Indy 500, um, I would love to, or any series, basically. I would love to, to try it and go and do it. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to be this, what, next year, this year, 10 years. 
Um, but it's something I look forward to. Yeah, I remember that Daytona event. I was there for that 24-hour and I spent yeah. most of the night staring through the garage window watching your car being worked on because everyone wanted to know <laughs> how you guys are getting on. So, um, yeah, not quite how we'd seen it going. But nope. Anyway, just finally, before I let you uh, go, something that must have been really annoying you if Saturday didn't uh, is George, Alex and Charles because they are stepping all over your turf now. They're on yeah, they are. The time. They're a sim race. Yeah, right. Are you annoyed at them? <laughs> No, I'm proud. I'm proud of, um, of me being the leader of all of it. <laughs> yeah. That I'm the guy that started it. Um, I'm proud, you know, I was the first, I don't know, I don't think driver, but first F1 driver probably, I'm 99% sure. Um, first, you know, I don't want to say it. Go on, say it. No, I don't want to say big time driver because <laughs> I, I don't want to use that, but... A-list um, celebrity. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to say it without making me sound like some stuck-up kind of guy, but um, <laughs> guy with a big following, let's say. Um, streaming and letting a lot of people into uh, into my world and me playing Sims and playing on games and streaming it in the paddock sometimes and so on. So, um, yeah, I was, I was very happy that I was kind of the first guy into it. And, uh, and yes, they've come in and... Um, uh, steps all over my turf and so on but uh, it's also cool to see that they've also wanted to, to come and do it. I don't know if they want to do it but they've also come in and do it and I think it's also helped me in some ways because even more people have come into it um, and obviously Charles like uh, it's easy to say but Charles a lot more famous than I am um, and he has a much bigger following than I do so uh, of course he comes in and there's a lot you know a lot bigger following from Italy and and Monaco and Ferrari fans, which also come into it. So it's, it's not just helping me or anything like that, but it's helping the, the community of esports and racing and all of that side of things, which um, it's just cool to see because I've been a big supporter of it since you know, the last three years or something. So for it to kind of grow so much, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice for me to see, but um, yeah, apart from that, we've had a lot of good laughs at the same time between between all of us, and we, we stream sometimes. We're going to be streaming in, I think, the next or this week sometime, racing some I don't know, freaking lawn mowers or driving trucks <laughs> around Europe or something. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 very happy with it. Cool. Well, uh, just to finish off, I'm going to bring Charlotte back in because uh, people might have heard Charlotte calling you big time um, because you are. But I want to know, actually, how much Lando is scaring you, Charlotte, when he's streaming and potentially swearing or <laughs> crashing into people? Like, do you have to sit at home during lockdown and you're just bricking it while you're watching him do all this? No, to be fair, his language is not that bad. He's normally quite restrained. I'm not too worried. I don't swear that much anyway. And when I no. do, I normally say it in German. So I, I always say scheiße. <laughs> <laughs> I, I very rarely swear in English. I don't know why. I feel like it's, I'm not swearing, basically. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I'm not that bad, am I? No, you're good. You're good most of the time. Good work. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you very much for your time, Lando. I'll let you get back no to doing whatever you need to do and getting rid of the McLaren hoodie that you don't want to wear. Uh, and... Oh, he loves it. I love it. <laughs> I, brought, I brought this hoodie to McLaren, in fact. First hoodie that McLaren made. This is... This is um, all thanks to me, because I want hoodies, and I love hoodies, and I said, can I please wear a hoodie? And here they are. 
selling trendsetter so big straight away i know that's the kind of impact i have on the team (laughs) (laughs) so there you have it we've learned the full scope of lando's influence at mclaren and on sim racing although i'd say we're still not totally sure how angry everyone should be getting about saturday's shenanigans if you fancy a longer podcast, check out the episode of Zach Brown from the weekend or previous ones, including Pierre Gasly and some great characters from F1 in James Moy, Lawrence Barreto and Nate Saunders. They're all available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Podbean. Check out all the motorsport news on racer.com. I'm on Twitter at Chris Medland F1. And if you didn't enjoy it, don't worry. It's all over now. Sports Social Podcast Network.